Reading our Bibles regularly can be a challenge, but we're all on this journey together. We're praying that this podcast inspires you, helps you better understand God's Word, and builds your faith. This is Join the Journey with your host, Emma Daughter. All right. Well, welcome back, everyone, to the Join the Journey podcast. If you're just tuning in for the first time this week, just as a friendly reminder, my name is Christy Shermack. I'm the executive director of Watermark Health. And this week, Watermark Health has taken over the podcast as we head towards the 10-year celebration of Watermark Health existing. So this week, you've gotten to hear some stories and hear from some of our leaders. And today, we have two new friends joining us in the podcast studio. We've got my friend Anthony Anderson and Taylor Barnett joining us. And so if you both will give yourselves a little intro and let everyone know who you are a bit, that'd be great. Ladies first. <laughs> Hi, everyone. My name's Taylor. I am a nurse over at Watermark Health. Um, I work full-time at Children's, but have been with the clinic since 2019 with both Mobile and Skillman. Awesome. Taylor, we love having you, helping to lead our team. And I'm Anthony. I've been hanging around Mobile for a couple years now. Uh, shout out to my wife, Lauren, and our little one, Lang. Awesome. And then Anthony has been leading our mobile unit team, the guy that helps clean out the septic tank, make sure it gets the place on time, leads the staff, runs the whole thing. He's making a face because that's his favorite part of the job, isn't it? I like it, how Anthony? you led with the septic tank. <laughs> I'm like any any of the ministry part is the it's the septic tank is what I'm It's always to. my favorite part to give you a shout out on. Because sure. I think it models that's servanthood, right? <laughs> it's right? something. It's something. It's something indeed. Well, today we are in 2 Samuel 5, so we're going to jump straight on in. And just to recap this chapter a little bit, the last few days we've been talking about the transition from Saul and his leadership and him being king and his house leading to now David's. There's a lot of infighting. And we've hit the point in the story where now David is being affirmed and anointed. His palace is being built. He's conquered all of Jerusalem. All of Israel says that he is there with him. Um, it says a couple times in the text that he becomes more powerful because God was with him. And then towards the end of this chapter, we have him defeating the Philistine army. And so before we jump into any themes and ways we can see this apply, we want to tackle that elephant in the room. Did Anthony, I'm going to, you know, used to be in the Institute, so you should have this ready to go. Some head knowledge. We're going to make Blake and the team proud. Um, tell us, what what happened here? Is God telling David to go kill a bunch of people? Is that something a good God would actually do? What's he doing when he tells him in the end of chapter 5 to go conquer the Philistines? I think it's important to know that there's context before that. The first thing that kind of jump into my mind is Joshua, where God is telling um, Israel that or Joshua, that we need to drive out the people in the land, the the people that are kind of making it a little bit messy, even in the time of judges where people thought it was a good idea to do what was right in their own eyes. Mm -hmm. There's plenty of context before we have our, you know, dust up with the Philistines mm -hmm. uh, of God saying like, hey, I have a plan for my people. I need you to be obedient. What are you going to do now? And so this is just another step and another instance of, God asking his people to be faithful. And even specifically talking about the Philistines, this isn't something new. Uh, they're not just this new people group that kind of came up and uh, was causing trouble. Essentially, in the in the context and the movement of this chapter, there was a, a new unity that was appearing in Israel, the tribes that were forming and coming together. And essentially, the Philistines saw this as a, a danger, that they didn't like what was happening. They were a powerful uh, group of people. And essentially... David was being faithful with what God had called him to do, of being able to maintain Jerusalem, the, the new religious capital, and being able to, you know, 
stand up against the powers that were fighting against them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I always find it helpful, too, to remind myself that there are multiple instances in the Old Testament where the Lord created a way for individuals who did respond to him to be grafted in to the people of God. So it's not just, oh, you're from this ethnicity, I'm going to get rid of you. Um, he makes a way for, I mean, Rahab's the shining example, right? She was not an Israelite, but she responded to the people of God. She repented. She followed after him. And so she's now grafted into the lineage of David and of Jesus. And there's other examples of that throughout Scripture where on the individual basis, they would have had plenty of opportunity to hear about who God was, to respond to it, and to make a choice for themselves. So I think that's always a helpful reminder when we read Scripture like that and just to put it in the context of what God's doing with the bigger movement of the Old Testament. So on that note, we see as David is being led to uh, fight the Philistines, we see two times here where he comes and asks the Lord what he's going to do, and it says the Lord went before him. And so we want to zero in on that theme of what does it look like in our lives when the Lord goes before us. So for us here specifically at Watermark Health, talking about the mobile unit, our efforts at our calling in South Dallas with um, For the Nations, which is a refugee organization, different nonprofits that we take the mobile unit to. One of the things that just comes immediately to my mind is how the Lord went before us and even the launch of those programs. And so we were building the mobile unit in early 2020, and then the world came to a halt. But we said, hey, how do we still go and serve people in the midst of this? And we were able to do that through pop-up clinics because years prior, we had been to Haiti multiple times. We knew how to set up an outdoor triage system. We knew the mechanics of how to see people, not in a clinical setting, but under tents or at tables. And so that was just such a shining example to me, Anthony, as you helped to lead that team of the Lord went before us. Like, we didn't have to start at square one. He had given us experiences and details in our past that allowed us to respond in that moment. So that's kind of like the big picture when I think of how the Lord went before us on mobile unit. But I'd love to hear from you, too. How do you see the Lord going before us in the day in, day out, as y'all are the subject matter experts there? Taylor, maybe we could start with you. How do you see that happen? I love getting to see that at mobile frequently with the homeless population that we serve most often. Um, And then also even with our refugee population, with our pop-up clinics that we do, Mm -hmm. these people groups are so used to just being abused or looked down on or have shame heaped on top of them. And they just come to expect that. They think that they're going to walk into another healthcare clinic or pop-up and be treated the exact same way. And so sitting in there as a nurse, it can kind of be a little nerve wracking because they come in heated. And um, it's cool to see how just by asking them intentional questions and spiritual questions and kind of getting past that, um, they get to take a deep breath and say, wow, okay, these people actually care. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we reflect that back on God. and, And it's not that we care. It's because we have a God that cares and allows us to do that. And he goes before us in that by helping them to disarm and helping them to see that we care for them. Yeah, that's really good, Taylor. What I think I hear you saying is just that relying on the Holy Spirit in those interactions and the fruit of the Spirit and how that's modeled through gentleness and kindness and self-control. That's some of the examples of that wall coming down and the Lord going before you is even just allowing His Spirit to work in you specifically. And so that's at Watermark Health. You've seen it. How does that cross over at all into your day-in, day-out job? You, you know, you spend many more hours at Children's than with us. And so how have you seen that crossover there? Absolutely. I get to model that not only with my patients, but a lot of times with my coworkers of getting to be intentional with them and 
asking them how they're doing after hard things um, is something that I really try to emphasize on. And that's something that I do daily. Another thing is asking those spiritual questions to patients as well in the rooms with them. Um, Obviously, we're in an ER setting, so we're very stressed and um, very scared about what's going on. And so asking them, how are you doing in the midst of all of this? And gearing those questions towards the parents who are super afraid for their kid. And it's been sweet to see um, them just kind of break down a little bit and say, like, this is really hard and just get to console them. And especially when people have a faith already, like getting to pray with them in the room is one of the sweetest parts of my job. Yeah. Yeah. You're interacting with a lot of people on one of the worst days of their life, most likely. And so the chance to address their emotional need and point them to Christ, man, what a what a gift that you are, I'm sure, in that space for them. Yeah. Thank you, Christy. Mm-hmm. So, Anthony, how about you? How do you see the Lord going before you in your day in and day out? Well, to add to Taylor's point, I think it's really important to note that we don't just jump into the day. We don't unlock the doors for the clinic and see our first patient. The Lord goes before us in the time that we spent praying and the time that we spent in the Word in our Devo. Shout out to Join the Journey. Yep. I, I think that's why we're here, right? Yeah, we listen every day. <laughs> we listen every day. <laughs> we're the number one listeners. That's why we got the chance. There you go. uh, but I'm Frankly, ministry is hard, and you don't know who you're sitting across from day in, day out, especially those, the patients that we see at our calling. Um, wonderful ministry. But essentially, it's, it's important that the Lord goes before us because we don't know what we're walking into each day. We don't know what each patient interaction is going to look like, and our hearts need to be in the right place. And so the Lord goes before us, before each patient encounter, before every time someone walks into a room, it's important that we know that the Lord is is with us. I mean, Exodus 14, 14 says, the Lord fights our battles. We just have to be still. That's really good, guys. I think a takeaway for any of us listening can be just how do we see the Lord going before us in our day in and day out? We might be headed into the office or anticipating an interaction with a neighbor and anxious or nervous about it. But some of the ways that I heard you both share that we can uh, make sure that we're allowing the Lord to go before us is pausing, praying, starting off our morning in Scripture, starting off our time, reminding ourselves why we're even there, listening to the Holy Spirit in our interactions. And that's some of the examples we can see on the micro scale, the Lord going before us. So I know you two model that really well in our clinics and in your lives. And so thank you for that. And hopefully those of y'all listening can think through some ways that you can approach this in your day today of how do I go to the Lord first and allow him to go before me in all the details of my life. And as always, we are so grateful to be on this journey reading and applying the Bible together. The Join the Journey podcast is produced by Watermark Community Church in Dallas, Texas. You can learn more about Watermark by connecting with us on social media. Just search Watermark Church, all one word. And to read along with us, visit jointhejourney.com. And thank you guys for listening.